Pride Radio. Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Toot. Oh. I tooted. Yeah, I was trying to make I, out that I name. I got a niner. A niner in there. <laughs> That's usually how we start the show, is <laughs> trying to read a name in the live chat room. That's right. Hey, uh, welcome to Montreal Sauce, Mom. Um, <laughs> this and is Mom, a, hi. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is a sauce packet. Uh, that's the fancy, fun, cute name that uh, we've come up with for a shorter show where we don't have any guests and we talk about a single subject. See, it's a it's a smaller version of Montreal sauce, so it's in mm-hmm. a packet-like container. Do you, do you get it? Did, did I explain that well enough? <laughs> I think that's good. Yep. Captured the essence. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I captured the essence. I gotta stop stepping on myself and splattering my sauce packet everywhere. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I'm Chris. I'm the one stepping on things, and uh, the person laughing at me um, is Paul. Hi. <laughs> laughing, laughing with you. We, I hope. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is some weird fictional podcast where I'm actually talking to myself. <laughs> and I'm a voice in your head. Yeah, yeah. Phones. <laughs> it's a reboot of All I have is dad jokes now. It's been a long week. <laughs> it's all I can, it's all I have left. They're just instinct. <laughs> That's okay. Supposedly they're hot now. So Oh, the dad jokes? Yeah. Good. Dad jokes are are cool like dad bods, I guess. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm working on that too. So <laughs> it's hard work. It's hard work. It definitely is. No kidding. So um, tonight our uh, our discussion is, I believe our might have been our very last sauce packet from the season before was about Star Trek Discovery, and so we decided to talk about season two. Yeah. Have you been enjoying season two so far? I have. I have been enjoying it. I'm going to do the thing where I start a timer. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, I... uh, And that was the timer. uh, I The the motorcycle noises, that's my timer. The motorcycle noises. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) The backfire is when it's done. Yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i uh i would agree i've been enjoying the season as well i have not seen this week's episode yet so i believe i'm i'm currently i won't say i'm caught up but i'm up through um uh the episode where uh well yeah spoil there's gonna be spoilers folks. <laughs> i i don't know if we're gonna put like a spoiler horn up or something like that Maybe I'll go find a, a foghorn or something that I can drop in. Yeah. <laughs> Everything after this is spoilers for Star Trek Discovery Season 2. Um, <laughs> although the season's not finished, so we we didn't finish, we didn't spoil like the last four episodes yet. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've seen everything up through uh, where... Uh, uh, are you all caught up? I don't want to spoil anything for you. Okay, so... Friend. 
Yeah, that that was my <laughs> thing where like you said I haven't watched this week, so my brain was like, I'm I live in a world with streaming, so I'm not exactly sure when they're released. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So I just remember I saw the notification this morning, so that must there must have been a new one that the, that went up last night. Mm, I I have I have I have seen who the Red Angel is, and I have heard the Red Angel speak. Yes. Okay. So that's where that's where I am as well. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah. So my notes this season. I mean, I like to be. Um, how shall I say? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm failing on my metaphors today. Um, <laughs> some medication or something. I don't know. It takes away your metaphors. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that'd be a horrible medica- medication. <laughs> that would be. <clears throat> you would not be able to watch Darmok and Jalad. That's for sure. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Are they fighting? <laughs> what's happening? Are they fighting? What's with the invisible creature? <laughs> so, you know, I do enjoy the show. That's why I'm watching season two. Um, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that I absolutely despise the actress playing Michael when she was on uh, <laughs> um, Walking Dead, which I stopped watching many, many seasons ago. But Ah, okay. But it is kind of funny because I thought she was perfectly cast as a not Vulcan because I thought she was just there was nothing in Walking Dead like there was nothing like yeah and I was the like unVulcan yeah, yeah I was like okay you're this you can do Vulcan because there's no emotion and now this season <laughs> I am just like if there isn't a mem I might as well make one of Michael Face because like. All you have to do is, like, say something to her to get her riled up, and she does, like, disgusted face. Like, this is the thing that's going to sell her career, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's like people hire Tom Cruise to run and also to make that, like, face where he's, like, thinking things through, and then he realizes something, and, and that's why they hire Cruise, and they hire her to make this sort of, like... What did you just say? Disgusted face. Like, yeah. Thanks, Spock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say I'm going to do the thing where I speak for my wife on the podcast. Uh, she. <laughs> so uh, have a shot, I guess, if that's one of the things that you one of the Montreal sauce drinking games. Um, she uh, or her, I guess it, that would be more of a film frown drinking game, wouldn't it? Um <laughs> She has said uh, she loves the show. She's really been enjoying this season as well. But that is the one, and it's unfortunate because she is, of course, like the main character who the story is really kind of centered around. But she does not care for uh, uh, her acting as Michael. Um, Like, the character is fine, but it just doesn't, like she doesn't connect with it very well. So, uh, so it doesn't work. Now there's lots and lots of people out there who, um, who, uh, love her acting and love the character. And, uh, I'm not really one way or the other. There's so many other characters that I really do enjoy on the show. I love Saru. I love, uh, Stamets. Um, I, I think, um, who they have playing Pike is doing an amazing job of fleshing out the character of Pike. 
uh, and kind of putting his own spin on it, but without like doing any kind of damage to the character in the other places that we've seen him either. So I really love that and kind of getting, it's sort of an interesting or this season is sort of an interesting story on Pike just in general, like kind of fleshing his character out. But at the same time, we know, you know, he's going to, this is going to be a show where like, there's probably a new captain of the ship every year. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he's got to go back to the enterprise at some point and wrap up his mission and, uh, somebody else is going to come and be the captain of the discovery and it's going to continue from there. So, um, yeah, it's just been an interesting, it's been an interesting season. Um, I, I like Michael and I like her story arc. I just like, I don't, it, maybe it's the same thing as you experienced with her on the walking dead, but I don't get into her performance necessarily. It's fine. It's, I just don't connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's interesting. Like, I feel like um, the show's writers, like, they do struggle at times. Like, uh, in the most recent episode that I've seen, like, I was like, there was they were trying to build drama when it wasn't necessarily needed. Like, I felt like they were sort of trying to fit pieces in. Like, oh, we need to mm-hmm. keep building the story and... And sure, as a as a person invested in watching it, I'm like, no, get to the thing. I want to see it happen. And so, so the teasing thing is like part of it. But yeah, it just felt like the beats were a little bit off. And, and, and it feels like that with Michael a lot of the times because it's like they're trying to charge us up emotionally with her and it's like you're already invested because as you say like so many of the supporting characters are great like pike like all he has to do is look at someone and you're like whoa like what's going through this guy's head where she she seems to have to emote a lot even though she grew up with vulcans you know (laughs) like right right and that's the that's the thing like they kind of hint at that a bit in the first season where she's much more or at least in sort of the scenes of the younger her getting involved in Starfleet, she's very like she sort of buttons it up and then uh, or she's she's been buttoned up. She's very Vulcan in some of the scenes and then she sort of becomes more emotive as she goes and it seems like she only has a couple of just as a character, she only has a couple of emotions that she can really play with. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that if I give the, you know, the, the, the show, the benefit of the doubt that they're going to try to expand that even more. (laughs) And then, you know, we'll get more. We'd also then be able to get more, uh, more range out of, uh, out of the actress because she would actually have more to play with in the character. Um, this, uh, but this whole season, um, like you said, like the story revolves around her. And so it's, it's interesting in this season, particularly because, um, um, play the new sound cue for like when we're speaking for our, our partners, but my, (laughs) my, my wife is like every time, um, something happened in the season and we cut back to Michael, she is very frustrated because, I would say that my wife is uh, channeling Scott McNulty of Random Trek, who is just like, (laughs) 
if this is a military organization or even not the Federation, this is a bad idea to have her involved in the hunt for her brother or her involved in right. the hunt for the Red Angel or her. Right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Um, yeah. This is a problem, guys. Let's hold on. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Can we could we just like could we pick her brain but not necessarily have her, you know, directly involved <laughs> in the execution of our plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially given that, you know, just given the events of season 1, we know that she can uh she can and will disobey orders if she thinks there's something larger on the line. And, you know, to me that would be a pretty big red flag that uh, you know, oh, I can rescue uh, one of my parents who I thought was dead. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's dial that back. Let's <laughs> yeah, dial yeah. that back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I have to say, like, Saru has sort of grown on me. I wasn't a fan, I feel like, in our last chat about the show. But uh, he's definitely, like, evolved more in this season obviously he had his own like episode and stuff but yeah he's also evolved like i feel like becoming more of a well-rounded character rather than sort of something for michael to play off of like he's sure he's really sort of channeling like his uh john jean-luc platypus you know like he's he's (laughs) he's a regular jean-luc haddock like where i need another fish what i i need to keep i gotta cut this together with a good one because i don't have it um jean-luc picarp picarp Ooh, yes there that's the one yeah he he's really (laughs) definitely stepped up this season and I, i liked it um yeah yeah, I'm hopeful that uh, that he will eventually become the the permanent captain of Discovery because I think you know he's it's interesting in season one you see he's got kind of the ambition but he's still sort of governed by fear as well um, and then in this season uh, you know he loses his little ganglia and there's this whole like neurological transformation and now he's like fearless he's he's yeah yeah he's he's not necessarily entirely fearless but he definitely like all of those other traits suddenly can come to the come to the fore like he seems like he's more ambitious he's more courageous um so i want that i want that bottle episode next where like they're just on the ship and like he is fearless like he's sitting like in the mess hall with like a dagger like between his fingers like <laughs> like he's just like i'm so bored hey let's go jump out in space without helmets on like <laughs> um no saru <laughs> there's still like you do still have physical limits <laughs> and again like my i think my favorite is tilly and um yeah the growth yeah. that she's still doing like that's so cool the character growth but i am if I was to be critical, I, I feel like the writers are kind of like picking the low hanging fruit at times. Like the most recent episode, mm-hmm. it bothered me. Like when you know Saru or someone like said like, "Oh, so and so's law," and she's like, "Oh, that's my favorite law of physics." And then she late like listed it and the next one that she likes, and everyone just sort of looked at her. Right. And I was right. like, "Right." I was like, "Oh, guys, like let's not." 
you know, she's growing, like, let's let her grow. Like, let's not use her as, like, comedic relief. It's like if if uh, Next Generation was, like, a comedy, we would always, like, <laughs> cut to Worf growling and everyone else going, okay, down, Worf. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Or, you know, cut to Data. I don't get it. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Here's Data. He's he's growing and he's becoming a real boy. And also, yeah, we're gonna now make Data's going to literally ask the show to explain the joke. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you need an Android character on the show. This this joke is a little bit, I'm not sure if it's, um, you know, Jean-Luc right. Haddock. It just doesn't seem to work. So let me have a, an Android character come in and explain this. That's right. It's a pun? What's a pun? Um, <laughs> the only other thing that I that was bothering me was like um, we find out that the Red Angel may in fact be a time traveler and this is made possible by Unobtainium. Just kidding. Right. Just kidding. It's called a time crystal. Which... It's, a time, it's a time crystal. <laughs> like we couldn't call it like a tachyonite or something like yeah, or a chronoton. Like I would accept chronoton crystal. Yeah, you know, you can. I'll give you the word crystal, but this is one instance where putting the word time in front of it doesn't make it cooler. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I want. I want to think that there was a point where they had time crystal in brackets in the show notes as one of, or in the uh, in the script as one of those things that's like we got to come up with some better jargon for this. And then they got down to the day of shooting, and they were like, no, nah, we'll just call it a time crystal. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they, you know, they didn't need much, and they didn't give it anything <laughs> to make, to get that to where it needed to be. Which is, it kind of brings me to a point um, that I, I've been kind of uh, thinking about as I watch the show, which... One of the things that I find really interesting about Star Trek, which right now they're sort of teetering here, and I'm probably speaking out of turn because there's tons of different media like um, comic books and other books that I haven't read in the Star Trek universe, but I would gather to say even in those books and other things that we never once need to go into some sort of prequel land and explain how Earth got from where we are now to Trump <laughs> to, to, hey, we don't need money. We don't need war or fighting. Like, right. You know, it's sure. it's really interesting to me that, like, um, I don't want them to go back and explain that. I love that they're just like, yeah, this is the way it is. And now we're exploring space and here's what's happening. And. I don't, yep. I don't know. I I really like that, and it feels weird to me. Like when they bring back Pike and they bring back Spock, and I'm like, mm, come on, guys, are you just looking for some like rating hits? Like the movies are with all those remakes and prequels and things. But yeah, but like yeah, the, but I loved the way they introduced like um, the people who helped Spock, which were from a previous Star Trek episode. That was so yes. great. Wasn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. You're just yeah. like you're streaming it, and you're like, "Oh, the stream is messed up, and this is an actual Star Trek episode." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it, it it did get a little bit like they got a little too cutesy, I think, with some of the transitions because they were kind of like cutting it together, and then they were doing the thing where they're like, you know, 
doing a magnetic lasso around Pike and then the background shifts. And I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't know if I need that. You could just, you know, cut it together. That would be fine. I, cuts are cuts are fine. Fades I, are good. Yeah. But I didn't mind it but so I, much. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was different. I, you know, it wasn't like it. It wasn't like it was a big deal, and it was kind of cool. It's like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna heavily reference this episode, <laughs> uh, which in and of itself is meta because if you know, you know, the history of that episode, the cage <laughs> was actually a lot of the footage of the cage was the pilot episode that they originally taped. Um, that they colorized so that they could then use it in conjunction with, um, you know, the, the later episode when the, when the series became an actual thing. Kirk. Um, yeah, Kirk and, uh, Kirk and Spock instead of Pike and Spock. And, uh, and I love that they included the, uh, in the, in that montage from that episode, they included the spot where Spock grabs the leaf and then he smiles. Yes. And uh, because I really like that in this whole series, Spock is not, he's not entirely emotional, but he's letting his emotions come out in a lot of ways that you, you know, at later on, like older Spock has that buttoned up, but this younger Spock is like, no, turns out he grew up with a human uh, who was kind of there to help him learn how to cope with emotions an experiment that wildly failed, uh, but now is coming to, you know, uh, coming back around. And he's learning how to integrate his emotional self with his logical self. Um, and then he's going to lean harder on logic in the future, but that doesn't mean he he doesn't have that in him. And so it's interesting to see. Uh, and it was nice that they kind of called that back, too, that they kind of explain, like, this is a step in Spock's evolution into the Spock that we see in the original series and beyond. Hmm. I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah. It's retconning, but I'm fine with retconning if it works. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still, I still have like difficulties with like my willing to suspension of disbelief when we are now like you know five or six series into <laughs> the universe and it's like mm -hmm. it's like yeah we're used to techno babble solving things and so i'm still having trouble with the fact that like the enterprise which is like the badass ship that was saved from the war <laughs> like mm -hmm. don't don't do anything is all like switches and lights and like <laughs> discovery <laughs> is holograms and holograms and also holograms right yes holograms everywhere like right like before they're like oh it's an experimental <laughs> ship and it's like oh well section 31 is an experimental ship and oh so are these bad guys and yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> right every ship in starfleet besides the enterprise is are the experimental ones the flagship that one we're using all the trusty old school <laughs> switches and knobs we're not putting anything fancy into that sucker elon <laughs> musk is not getting close to this thing we're gonna build what we're gonna let gm build this it's gonna work there's gonna be no bells and whistles uh and then we're gonna hand it over to kirk and let him blow it up all right i love this head cannon i like it <laughs> they don't make them like they used to that's right <laughs> that's right both both 
uh, Kirk and Pike are a little old school that way, right? They wanna well, they don't they don't want to drive the electric vehicle. They want to drive the Mustang. Well, and I was thinking, um, you know, Mister Scott as well. So, <laughs> sure, <laughs> absolutely. He, he Mister Scott is the one like who has like you know a still down in engineering. He's like, oh no, you gotta make your own. You don't you don't you don't use that synthahol stuff from the right, <laughs> right. The only other thing that really got me in the last episode, um, again, the spoiler horn, except, you know, we'll probably post this in eight months. Uh, (laughs) That's a meta joke there, too. Uh, (laughs) But he, he, I'm just like, so now we have, like, nanobots, and, like, we go from like hologram yeah. AI to Borg or something. You know, we're I'm not yeah, saying there's right. Borg in this episode with my fake right. spoiler, but yeah, this is right. getting weird. That's kind of what I wondered to some extent. Me too. Um, it, my speculation being, you know, is this a is this a Borg origin story of some kind? You know, there's going to be there's going to be an issue with. Um, you know, control is not going to ever be able to get its hands on this AI that it wants to get its hands on, but it's already found a way to like, uh, oh, well, what if instead of replacing the consciousness inside of these beings as we nano nanobot them, what if we, you know, keep the consciousness and we just, you know, absorb it and bend it to our will. Right. And then, you know. Push comes to shove, bada bing, bada boom, you got Borg. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was worried about. I was like, are we <laughs> trying to like start a Borg origin story within like the Spock story, within like the <laughs> Christopher Pike story? Right. I'm like, God, right. <laughs> take, it, take it down a notch. Like, right. I appreciate it. It all fandom. connects together, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was our 20 minutes. Boom. Oh. Just like that. The backfire. There it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I'm pretty excited about this season. Um, and I'd like to see where it's going. Oh, the one person that we didn't really talk about. And I was when I was thinking about our episode we were going to do, I realized that I was kind of disappointed was Hugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. He had such an interesting story arc happening but then it just seemed like they didn't know what to do with it. Like, I'm just angry. Like, I'm like. Right. Right. I agree. Like, it was like, oh, he's really confused and he's moving out because, like, he feels yep. like he's not the same. This is a really good thing to spend time on. And then they're like, he's the ship doctor again. And I'm like, oh, come yep. on. Yep, all of a sudden he's just back in. I thought that was weird, too, that all of a sudden he's just back in sick sick bay, like. So he doesn't want his relationship with Stamets, which I would think would be one of the most grounding things. <laughs> and but he does want his job back as a doctor. That seemed that felt weird to me unless he, you know, unless he finds the <laughs> the daily mental trauma of being a doctor very grounding. Yeah, uh, I mean, or maybe, or maybe it's just highly distracting. Like there are lots of people who are like, after they go through a trauma, they just kind of want to get back to work because yeah. then they aren't thinking about themselves, right? 
Yeah, so that's how I had canoned it, but I was still disappointed. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, come on! Like we can explore this a lot more." Like, yeah, I feel like we've got four more episodes, and there's definitely more of that story there. So I just wonder if we had a lar- a longer lull, where it was mm-hmm. kind of like we still want to use him, we still want him to be in here, so we don't forget that he's around. Um, but we've got a different part for him to play in, like you know, the second to last the the second to last episode or something along those lines where he's, you know, he come, he comes around and it's like, Oh yeah, there's and something interesting that I learned when I was in the, you know, yeah. spore realm, the <laughs> astral plane. And, and I feel like, um, you know, uh, knowing myself, uh, that I would probably be a little frustrated too, if they continued the storyline, because, you know, it really is Tyler's story again, this story of identity. Like, who am I? Am I mm-hmm. Tyler? Or am I this, like, you know, um, Klingon they implanted that's, in me? So that's the that's the story of almost every character that's on the show in a way. Right. Is, you know, Saru is trying to figure out his identity, especially now his his sort of new identity with the the fear ganglia gone. And, uh, and, uh, uh, cyborg lady that died in a lot of ways. She, you know, she was like, she had a totally different persona. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Cyborg lady. No, but I mean, I know her name and I know the spelling is different, but I just turned to my uh, partner when we were watching it and I was like, you know, now that we've seen her real life person yeah before she turned into a cyborg where they painted her white and gray right right arian is such an unfortunate name (laughs) 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 i was like is this why we're killing this character off possibly like (laughs) we misnamed we misnamed her yeah who did this (laughs) and she had i mean i think she had an interesting i liked how uh in that last I don't know if it was the last episode. I think it was the previous one, but um, they're doing her. They're doing her funeral, and they they did the match cut thing where they have her and then they have Tyler, and they're drawing the connection of how like Tyler had this secret agent in him the whole time, and she had this you know virus in her the whole time, making her do things that she didn't want to do, and she in a lot of cases didn't even know she was doing them. And then all of a sudden she did, and she fought, and she resisted it, and um, well, and she didn't escape it the same way that Tyler did, which I thought was interesting. Well, and it was compound too, right? Because he that was his first time out of the brig because she did all the things she did. He was blamed for, right? So, right, exactly. So yeah. it was really kind of that was interesting, but yeah, I could do without Tyler for sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. He's sort of playing, I don't know, he seems to be the answer a lot of times in the episodes. Like, yeah. all of a sudden Tyler's just going to do something and that's going to take care of it. And I'm just not as invested in him at this point. Like, he's not doing anything that's I, that I find that interesting. He's just kind of an emotional foil for for Michael. Thank you. Um, that's what it seems like. That's that's the word I've been looking for, and, and I feel... Maybe this is 
There, that's the timer. I didn't turn the heat off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the word foil like, is what I've been looking for. I, I feel, in my opinion, that this is where Discovery is not working, is that yeah. because the narrative is so grounded to one character rather than the ensemble... Um, everyone yeah. just seems like a foil for Michael and it, and I know that this season they've tried harder to bring Detmer and these other characters forward and, and really yep. show them off and I've appreciated it, but it, it just still seems like they're foils, like, unfortunately, yeah. like, and I don't know why, but, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, so I I don't know how to fix that. I'm not a a writer, and I'm not claiming to be. I'm just thinking, like, yeah, (laughs) it just feels like everybody on the show is uh, next-generation (laughs) technobabble. If only we had someone who had more than human strength. Oh, I'm an android. I can help. Oh, I'm Tyler. I'm part, you know, know, part uh, Klingon. I can help. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. With the glorious, glorious heat in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this series, uh, this season has had uh, really good momentum, I think. Um, like the, the early episodes, I didn't feel like the early episodes were slow the same way I felt in the first season. Um, but also there's kind of a, you know, there's an overall pace to the story to the arc of the season that I like, um, you know, you're making a little bit of progress and yet many of the episodes I feel like can be standalone as well. Um, so I feel like they're doing a good job with that. Um, but we're sort of getting into the second half of the season seems like it's more of the, you know, deep space nine style of like, now we're going to have six episodes that really are kind of a continuous thing. It's just going to roll one into the next. Um, whereas the first half of the season is more like standalone. There's a little bit of time in between. There's kind of some different stuff going on. Uh, and we're getting the opportunity to tell those individual character stories. And now it, now it gels the second half of the season. So it'll be fun to see how it wraps up. (laughs) Just like this is wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, so next up, um, I believe, yeah, next up we have, uh, Gina, is in Sweden and that is also going to be on a Friday but it is going to be at a very special time (laughs) because Sweden is very (laughs) far away and in other time zones than myself and Paul yes so yeah I will put that on the Patreon page before (laughs) we do it and uh, also on the the uh, Mastodon and the Twitters um so, yeah, I think that's in two weeks. Like I said, I'll put it up. And then I, I also have correct. scheduled someone finally for May. So we'll be talking to a mosaicist in May. And, um, yeah, I think we're also somewhere going to try to squeeze in um, your friend. That's right. Tom Baruta of Graftrion. We're going to get try to get him lined up for probably May maybe june we'll see where he lands so it'll be fun all right thank you for listening 
Um, uh, I feel like I've been listening to too many podcasts lately. I feel like I have to go, <laughs> I've been Chris, and... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget though. to like and subscribe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <clears throat> buy a, Mash that bell, as the kids say. Buy a mattress or get subscribed to some sort of food <laughs> delivery system. Um, yeah. Yeah, I should. Uh, I have no idea what my uh, what my uh, code is on Blue Bottle Coffee, but just go to bluebottlecoffee.com and order some order some beans. They're good. <laughs> From San Francisco, I'm a subscriber. They're good. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, again, I appreciate you listening, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful morning, day, evening. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask the red angel Delete as appropriate. Yeah, delete as appropriate. <laughs> I was gonna say I will ask the red angel to deliver the right message to you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> With their time crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it it starts to wander into fantasy and now I'm you know, time crystals sounds like something that's out of Masters of the Universe, let's face it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should listen to the film frown about Masters of the Universe because mu- That's right. music is power, man. And so are <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's nipples. Good night, everyone. Bling, bling, <laughs> bling, bling, bling. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Boosh.